Hello, internet, and welcome to Vampire Vibes, the podcast where we watch every episode of Vampire Diaries one by one and talk all about it. My name is Megan. And I'm Katie. Alright, so let's get started. Awesome. So we're on season one, episode two, The Night of the Comet. Well, I like how we actually went into this episode knowing the name this time. Oh, yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I looked it up before we started. Yeah. Um, so today's episode is kind of fun because everyone's starting to get a little more into their element. Something that I thought was fun uh, that we pretty much find out at the beginning of the episode is that this is going to be our first experience with a big Mystic Falls town celebration because that is what the Night of the Comet is. So I think that's kind of a fun element to this episode that we'll talk more about later. Um, If you're watching for the first time, prepare for a lot of Mystic Falls town parties because this town likes to have a reason to celebrate. Yeah, for sure. So I guess starting from the beginning of the episode, if we try to go in chronological order... We'll try. We'll try. Um... Once again, we start off before the little Vampire Diaries screen with some humans being in danger from probably vampires. And I feel like this is going to be a trend, apparently, at least for the first season. I'd kind of forgotten about this, because I feel like they let it go in later seasons. But it's very horror movie-esque before they flash the Vampire Diaries scene, or screen. So, that's, that's fun. And, of course, we see a little bit of fog again. This is before they give it up. And I am starting to come to the realization that I think Katie's right. And I think that the (laughs) fog and the crows are just Damon. Um, Yeah, we talked about it off the podcast last week. And I just, I'm starting to realize that I I don't love it because that's not what I thought it was the first time I watched it. But, you know, I think that's what it is. So So I think after the the vampire murder scene, it switches back to the diary scene because we're starting with... Um, our classic Vampire Murder and then Vampire Diaries. Well, I mean, I did... My only comment on that was that Elena and Stefan are, like, super dramatic and it's a little bit like, oh my gosh, guys, because they're like... Elena's like, today is different because I actually feel hopeful because I'll see him again. And I'm just like, my gosh, like, meeting a guy is gonna make you forget that your parents both died and only four months ago, as we learned. Yeah. So I think that's crazy because then, like... I think it's at Jeremy's parent-teacher conferences, which is the next thing, um, that the teacher is like, or Jenna's like, are you aware that their uh, parents died four months ago in a car crash? And I was like, this teacher was giving Elena so much crap in the last episode about not knowing the answer, and he was like, last year maybe, but this year it's different. And I'm like, four months is not that long of a time. Like, you just became an orphan, everything's changed for you, like... I get that you should start to, you know, try to live normal life, but it's not going to be like it was. And who is this guy to think that he has any sort of authority in this situation, like, telling Jenna that she's a horrible parent? Like, yeah, seriously. if anyone is having this conversation with Jenna, it should be, like, the school principal, not, like, a random history teacher. And even yeah. that, like, is kind of stepping over the line. It's so. pretty clear that this history teacher like, thinks he's all that and thinks that he has a lot more, like, influence than he does. He's the only teacher that we've really seen so far, but he's kind of a jerk in every scene we've seen him in, so. Thank goodness he's gonna die soon. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert! 
these will have minor spoilers. Um, yeah, but I thought also probably you were thinking again watching it about how, you know, Jenna's just doing her best and she's trying to go to grad school and she's trying to, you know, raise these two teenagers at the same time and Elena's doesn't seem that bad to raise, but man, emo Jeremy is a rough time. Yeah, for sure. So I wrote down one other thing I noticed that I didn't notice the first time I watched this is when Stefan and Elena see each other at school this day, um, Stefan gives her a copy, an original copy, of Wuthering Heights. And I think it's uh, kind of cliche, but also kind of fun and interesting when stories, they do this all the time, make some sort of play on one of these classic stories like Wuthering Heights. And it made me wonder... Are the characters in Vampire Diaries loosely based off of characters in Wuthering Heights? And I don't remember the story enough to answer that question. I was thinking about that too, because I know like they do that in Twilight, for example. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about another vampire show here, uh, or book series mostly. But she talks about, like, she's reading Wuthering Heights, and like, I can't remember what other books she reads, but, because um, she's like, oh, they're my favorite, which, can't relate. I hate those <laughs> books. Um, not that I hate classics, I just hate, like, the sort of, like, Jane, or, what's her name? Jane Austen, mm -hmm. like, romance without a plotline thing. I hate that. Um, and I was just talking to Katie the other day about how much I dislike Wuthering Heights. But I also don't think I really understood it. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that too, because I was like, supposedly each of the Twilight books is loosely based off of, like, a plot of one of those mm -hmm. classics. But I was like, I don't think that this does relate. Um, I don't think that it does. Yeah, I... From what I know about the books, which, like I said, is not that much. Yeah. But I think, like, the main thing that people take from Wuthering Heights is, like, that there's the girl, and then there's, like, the, like, esteemed choice, and then, like, the kind of, like, brute, like, outsider guy who, mm -hmm. like, they see as, like, a beast or whatever, and they see him as uncivilized, so then he becomes that way or whatever, right? I will also say that I'm taking part of this from a book that we just read, both of us. <laughs> we just read We Were Liars. I don't know if you guys read that. They talk about Wuthering Heights and how they feel like they were characters in Wuthering Heights. So that's where I'm, like, getting this refresher on the characters. But that's the other... I mean, I always hear about, like, Heathcliff. Like, oh, he's such a Heathcliff character. Mm -hmm. And I don't see Stefan as, like, a Heathcliff character. Like, yeah, he's a vampire, but he's civilized. He's... But at Stephen, this point, not he's the under control. Choice. Are you saying Damon is that? Mm -hmm. I just don't think, like, because I feel like if Stefan was giving it to her, then he would be like, haha, hint, hint, like, you don't even know how much this is true. But they but never, like, I mean, I don't think this ever comes up again. They never, like, Stefan and Elena never discuss how their lives is like Wuthering Heights, which is dissimilar compared to other book series where this is the case. So it was possible it was just a random knock off and they wanted to show that Stefan had an original copy of this classic series. Yeah. I will agree. I thought it was super random when it happened. Like, I don't remember it happening, which isn't surprising because like you said, it never comes up again. But I was like, I feel like there should be some sort of symbolism there because mm -hmm. otherwise it just feels really random and like out of place. I just feel like Damon, so. what we learn about Damon later is that like he is a good guy and he misses being human and like situation life situations put him into where he is and like people think of him as being a bad guy and so he like acts out those characteristics in himself you know yeah it's possible um I guess I just 
like what I've said about Wuthering Heights is all I know about Wuthering Heights right now. All yeah, I remember. I don't so know. like I don't feel like I can really make a I just thought it was interesting and something that, that I should keep in mind as I'm watching again. Yeah, and maybe read Wuthering Heights again. Yeah. So maybe. listener, <laughs> if you have any, if you know anything about this, let us know. Okay. I did think that was interesting, so I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know. The next thing that I have that happens is that Jeremy visits Mickey at the hospital. Did you have anything before that? No. Um, I didn't have anything super profound to say about this part. Just that Jeremy was like, I carried you out of the woods. And I was like, did he? Yeah. I already can't remember. Okay. So <laughs> at first I was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like something like Jeremy literally carried her out of the woods. But okay. All right. I'll let him brag about it then. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the next thing I have is when when Stefan comes to the hospital, mm, yeah. and Matt seems to suspect something. He notices that Stefan's at the hospital, and he thinks that's weird, and he follows him all throughout to try to try to talk to him and confront him. Yeah. Well, I think, I'm not sure if Matt knew that it was, oh, well, he did, because he did say so later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt has reason to dislike Stefan already, because Stefan and Elena clearly have got something going on. Matt is clearly not over Elena, so there's definitely something going on there. So I feel like he's a little bit looking for a reason to dislike Stefan, um, but then Stefan's also being suspicious at the same time, so can't blame Matt there. But he was just trying to help. Um, so then I just have that Elena went to Stefan's house, and I'm like, wow, what a move. <laughs> like, how did you find out where he lived? Like, you haven't even given each other your phone numbers and you just, like, show up at his house? A little bit interesting. Caroline said that's um, easy. Boy likes girl, girl likes boy. Yeah, okay, but, like, <laughs> still, you don't even know his phone number and then you just, like, I don't know, look him up in the phone book and find out where he lives? I don't know. Seems weird. I mean, I think everyone knows where everyone lives. It's a small town. I know, but, like... He also he knew where she lived. Him. Yeah, but... He's all-knowing, and we already discussed how I thought he was creepy about episodes, so... I think it's creepy when you show up to someone's house and you had not previously discussed where you lived or even what your phone number was, so I think it's creepy going both ways. Not a fan of it. Um, and then she gets really creepy reaction from this because she freaking goes in because the door is open, right? Which, okay. Like, again, we're making questionable decisions. Um, but then he's not there. Damon's there. So that's a whole interesting thing. I also wanted to say about Their this first part. Meeting. Yes. The first time see. that Damon and Elena meet. Um, and Damon's acting all mischievous, trying to bring up Catherine, mm-hmm. uh, trying to cause trouble there before anything even starts between Stefan and Elena. But I also wanted to mention, like, I thought this part was pretty funny because she walks into the house and did you notice how much the camera was shaking? No. It was, like, one of those horror movie effects, like, <laughs> just the camera was just shaking, like, oh my gosh, like, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, and then she turns around and there's Damon. Um, so I think that, again, it's kind of a funny... But then Stefan kicked her out. Like, well, so what, awkward. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that, too. I was like, you have no chill, Stefan, like, this is when he starts brooding. Like, you said in the last episode that he was in a good mood. Because Damon wasn't there. I don't even know. I think Stefan can't help but be, like, broody and... Moody, broody, and moody, because <laughs> he's just so Ugh, the worst. It's, it's really annoying, and it just isn't like a good look. And if I was Elena, which she does after this, she's like, I don't know, I tried, and it was just weird. And he's got raging family <laughs> issues, as she says. And I'm like, on the rebound and raging family issues. I know, I just only said the raging family issues because I thought that was the funny part. 
anyways, I get why she was feeling like she's done with that. Yeah. Also, since this is a podcast where we talk about about hair, Damon's hair in this episode was not great. It was better than the last episode. No, it wasn't. It I was think a it mess. was. It was a yeah, mess. Yeah, but it looks better than the Joe Jonas. It was like, too long. Parted, straightened hair. So no, he looked really classic in that first shot where we meet him. But... Oh my gosh, this is not what you said last week. She's changing her mind. Uh, how did you feel about Stefan's hair in this? I thought it was better, because I think it was longer, but you probably didn't like it. It looked normal. Yeah, it was normal stuff, and it only took him one episode to get the hero hair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Damon's hair, like, Stefan's hair, apparently, the first episode's really the only time it's different, because I feel like for the rest of the show, it pretty much looks exactly the same, uh, but Damon's hair goes through some fluctuations, and there mm-hmm. are times when it's better, times when it's worse. Still not great right now, but I think it's better than the first time we see him. Yeah. Also, I thought I had a note on on the appearance looks. I think it's funny how, like, over 50% of the time, Stefan and Damon are matching 100%. Like, they're just wearing the black v-necks and, like, black (laughs) jeans. And I'm like, do you think that because you're a vampire, that's all you can wear? Maybe. They have classic style. They've been around for 140 years. And, like, later in the episode, Stefan's wearing something different. I just thought it was funny when they were both in the house with Elena. They were both wearing (laughs) the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, wow. I guess <laughs> the next thing that I had was yeah. Tyler's a jerk, Jeremy's acting like a puppy dog, Vicky's being kind of bad to both of them. Can I just say, every time we're saying Jeremy right now, for some reason I'm thinking of that TikTok that's like, so it's like, drugs? And then they're like, it's better than drugs, Jeremy. And I, I always that. imagine that as like coming from Vampire Diaries <laughs> because Jeremy's like, so into drugs at the beginning. I think it's funny. Yeah, um, I have not been shy about saying that I don't like, as you say, jerk Tyler, emo Jeremy, or kind of also a jerk Vicky. Um, don't like anything that goes on between the three of them. That was the worst part of the first season for me, the first time watching it. Like, I don't think I fully, fully got into the show until that stuff sort of dropped off a little bit because... I just felt like that was a really different show than it becomes. Whenever they come on screen and they start having drama, I just am like, I just don't care. Like, I just would rather just, like, skip over that and just... But it is a big plot line for the first season, so... David and Vicky are on the roof of the school, and he's, like, trying to push her off, and Stefan's like, let her go. And Damon is like, no. He's like, why can't you remember? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just thought I'd give you a quick summary in case you didn't know. In case you didn't watch the episode. Um, But yeah, so basically, Vicky was starting to remember, even though Stefan tried to compel her. That's what he was doing in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He tried to compel her to believe that it was an animal attack. Uh, But she's starting to remember that it was actually Damon, that it was a vampire. And she remembers that specifically it was Damon. But then, like... We start to find out, which I don't think we've really talked about this. I mean, maybe a little bit in the first episode, but I don't think so. Uh, But Damon reveals that the reason why she's able to break through Stefan's compulsion is because Stefan is not drinking human blood. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's actually kind of an important point that we didn't talk about. um, Is that Stefan 
he's like Edward, right? He's a vegetarian. He only drinks the blood of animals. Right. Um, but whereas in Twilight, that doesn't really make a difference for them. It does here. Damon's a lot stronger. He can compel people better. He can run faster. You know, he can do mm-hmm. all these more vampire things that Stefan just can do like a shadow of um, because he drinks squirrel blood or whatever. So when Stefan does something impressive, Damon's like, oh, have you been eating bunnies instead of squirrels? Like, you got a little more strength there. Um, and so basically the whole reason why Damon is causing mischief right now, according to him, is that he wants Stefan to admit that he's weaker because of this and to try drinking human blood because, as Damon says, that's their nature, that's who they are now, they're vampires, mm-hmm. and they need to accept it. Um, but of course, Stefan refuses to do that. Um, so my question is, we know that Vicky becomes a vampire. Well, we do. Is she already a vampire at this point? No, no. I think she gets bit again. Okay. Because she's acting really weird in the hospital, but she never tries to take any blood, so I was trying to remember, is she she acting weird because she's transitioning or just because she lost blood? I was wondering the same thing when she was, like, just randomly screaming when Matt was in the room. Because Stefan wouldn't be able to compel her if she was a vampire. Yeah, no, I don't think she's a vampire. I think she gets bit again because okay. she's around for a good part of the first season. Mm. So I think she like heals and then just unlucky Vicky. Is she? Just keeps getting attacked by Damon because Damon's really like a serial killer who's got his eyes on one like prey and he just won't stop until he ruins their life. So that's going to be a theme going forward, I think, is that Damon wants Stefan to drink human blood. Mm-hmm. Stefan is not as strong as Damon. Vicky is having memories going to start to be a problem with the town finding out about vampires because uh, you can tell a little bit from this episode but you'll start to see more of it that's kind of Stefan's main concern right now other than Elena is making sure that he's not found out because he doesn't want the town coming for him which makes sense and Damon is not having any qualms about that he's doing whatever the heck he wants and making Stefan's job difficult so we have another Mystic Town Fall Celebration Mystic Falls. Mystic Falls Town <laughs> Celebration. Oh my gosh, I can't even. Um, I've been up for too long today. You can tell. Uh, anyways, the, the only thing that I had before Stefan and Elena talk is that Caroline looks directly at David, who is looking at her with the creepiest stalker stare that anyone can have. And she just, like, gets this determined look on her face and is like, yeah, I'm going for it. And just boy walks over girl, there. Boy likes girl, girl likes boy. I'm like... Only first season Caroline would think that that angry, creepy, stalker stare was attractive and approachable. Like, (laughs) no one else is looking at that stare going, yeah, I'm going to approach that person. Like, it was not She just wants it so much. I know. It just makes me so sad for her. Like, I don't hate her. Like, a lot of people hate her in the first season. But I'm, like, sad for her because I know what she can be and she's not there yet. So... Anyways. Yeah, so then Stefan comes up. He's talking to... Elena. I just thought it was funny because, you know, she confronts him about how Damon told her about Catherine and he was like, oh, that was a long time ago. Like, and she says that, oh, I heard Catherine broke your heart. And I just think it's funny because, I mean, obviously it was a long time ago and we know that, but theoretically they're only 17. Like how many deep broken hearts can one have experienced before the age of 17? I have not experienced any before the age of 17, so um, maybe I'm just an outsider here, but I just thought it was funny. 
No, I know. I did think it was funny that Elena was like, you know, we're on the same page here. Like, I've also had a hard, complicated breakup and like, it's been a while, but it's never long enough or whatever. And I was like, yeah, not the same thing, Elena. Like, I know that you don't know, but like, his breakup was much more complicated and much more on bad terms and like, much longer ago. So hopefully you would think that he would be over it by now because it has been like 145 years or whatever. Um, but, you know, apparently the Salvatore brothers are still kind of stuck on Catherine. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to comment here. I think she tells him the first time she was like, I think we just need to let this be like, we met, it was epic, and now it's over or whatever. And I don't know if this was on purpose, but I happen to remember that the last episode ever, I think, is called, like, I Was Feeling Epic, and I think Stefan maybe says that. I don't know if Stefan or Damon says it, but um, it feels like a, you know, start of the book, end of the book, callback sort of thing, so I thought that was fun. And then he says it at the end, too, mm -hmm. but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, it just, I feel like that was kind of, like, I wonder if they were trying to call back on that, like, super early on theme in the last episode. Who knows? Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Sometimes the curtains are just blue. <laughs> um, I guess in the, in the next scene, they, Bonnie and Caroline and maybe someone else is inside the Mystic Falls Grill and Stefan comes up. I know. It's our favorite place. We didn't talk about that last episode, but like we love the Mystic Falls Grill. Yeah. It's the best hangout. We considered yeah. naming our podcast something to do with it. <laughs> also, before you continue with this, I just want to say about the Mystic Falls Grill, they, like, almost never have food or anything. They're just, like, chilling there at an empty table. And I guess it's probably because Matt works there, but it's mm -hmm. just funny. I'm like, okay. Sometimes they have drinks, and I'm like, you guys are in high school. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to drink Maybe at a party, yeah. or, like, not at, like, an establishment with adults, but, like... I don't think they're usually, like, at the bar, though, so it could just be, like, soda or something. I don't know. But, yeah, this uh, show is very heavy on alcohol consumption, so. <laughs> well, I just thought this is another moment where Bonnie is such an MVP of these mm -hmm. beginning episodes where Stefan's like, yeah. oh, have you seen Elena? And she's like, oh, she went home. But here's her phone number and her email address. Like, feel free to contact her. She loves to text. And I'm just like, oh, Wow. That's just great. Bonnie yeah. is great. She was such a good character in these first few episodes. And unfortunately, it's not that long before we kind of have a bad opinion of Bonnie for a little while. For a long while. Um, but again, just a character with so much potential. And I know everyone has highs and lows, but it's just sad she comes back again, such a though. good character. Like, not being their best. But she's, she's at her best here. But then she, like, touches Stefan when she gives him the phone mm -hmm. number, and she felt something weird. She got some vampire vibes. Vampire vibes. I'm going to use that every time that <laughs> Bonnie gets weird vibes from a magical person. It's funny because we didn't, we didn't think that was the reason we named our podcast Vampire Vibes. No, no. Yeah. So it just It was just a out. fun, like, wordplay. Yeah. But yeah, I, seriously, this is an unscripted podcast. If you can't tell from our, like, ramblings. Um, so, it was on the fly last time we thought of it, but now, I'm gonna use it all the time. But yeah, so she got some weird vibes from Stefan. She plays it off pretty cool, though. She doesn't, you know, freak out too much. Mm -hmm. But she's probably gonna be suspicious of Stefan for a little while. Um, 
so yeah, I guess the only thing that happens after that is that Stefan and Elena are talking. She says, says it was epic. She says every day she goes home and writes in her journal the things that happened that day, but today she decided that she would just be writing things that she should probably just be saying. So she came to his house to tell him how she felt. Mm-hmm. And that's when Stefan says, using uses Elena's words to say, I met a girl. We talked. It was epic. Then the sun came up. Reality set in. But this is reality right here. And then they kiss. First Stelena kiss. Ooh. For all of you Stelena fans out there. It was epic. Um, and then I think the very last scene that we see is again, uh, Caroline Caroline, and Damon. So. Poor, poor, desperate Caroline. Yeah. And how weird that later in the series they're going to be on decent terms Mm -hmm. because he really is horrible to her. I also think it's. Really horrible. And I always thought it was weird because like Bonnie is the, the one that we come to find out like hates Damon so much and like literally hates Damon and tries to work against him all the time. But, like, Caroline, freaking, he is horrible to Caroline. And she, you know, comes to terms with it, so. I also thought, I thought it was funny that, spoiler alert, Elena and Stefan start out together and Caroline and Damon start oh, out together. I've never thought about that. And then they do a little flip-flop. A little switch. <laughs> so. That's funny, I never thought about that. Yeah. I felt like, okay, so if we're going into our ratings... I did not think this episode was quite as good as the first one. Um, I thought it was a little boring, personally. I would probably rate it like a 4.5 out of 10. Um, it just didn't really do much for me, and that's probably why you can you can tell that my excitement level is a little bit lower. How about you? I mean, Katie, you got to get your excitement level as high as you can. I know. It will pick up. I know it will. It's just hard to get started. Yeah, I feel like we're also just trying to figure out, you know, how to do this whole podcasting thing and how to get in our groove, but anyways, ratings, you said 4.5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I have to give this episode some credit because it's our first Mystic Falls celebration, um, which I am fond of those. I remember starting off the series and being like, what the heck, this town throws a party for everything, and now I feel like it's like a cute part of the world of Mystic Falls that they've built. Um, so I don't know. I might just stick with like a basic 5 out of 10. Because it's there's nothing really great about it. There's nothing really bad about it. It's pretty much a basic episode. Um, maybe 5.5 if I'm giving a little extra credit for the Mystic Falls celebration. But let's be real. Our favorite celebration is until Miss Mystic Falls. <laughs> That's right. So look forward to that episode. I guess we should say, um, if anyone listens to this podcast, check out our social media accounts. We've got a couple now. That's right. Um, we're on TikTok as Vampire Vibes Pod. Katie's real good at creating some funny TikTok content over there. Yes, and go ahead and send us a tweet at Vampire Vibes Pod on Twitter. We're basically Vampire Vibes Pod everywhere that we exist. Or um, email at VampireVibesPod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to send us an email, tell us your thoughts of the show, um, or, you know, if you've got any other insight, that would be cool. We may or may not start some other social media accounts later, but for right now, we've got TikTok, we've got Twitter, and then you can email us, like we said. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. (laughs) 